BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome back, everybody, to Ingles and Ian, a Cowboys Right for Free podcast. And as always, an even sweeter, after a magnificent magnificent win against Texas, your good friend and mine. Ian, how are you doing today, buddy? I am... Uh... I'm prepared to eat some crow, man. Very happy about Oklahoma State getting the win. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm ready. I'm ready to dive into it. I mean, I'm, I don't think Oklahoma State's out of the woods yet, and we'll get into that later. But that win was bittersweet. Well, yeah, I, mean, I remember <laughs> I was sitting in this pub, Lonigan's Pub in Estes Park. If you're ever there, it's a great place to go. Good food. You know, lots of TVs to watch games on, and. You know, it was 17 to three and Spencer just threw that pick and everyone in Slack was like ball game. And then all of a sudden pick six for 85 yards and it was off to the races. I think I texted in our Cowboys right for free group. I'm like, all right, this game's over. I texted from like, all right, we're done here. Uh, we don't need to watch this anymore. And then Jason Taylor, <laughs> Jason Taylor gets that pick six. And I just text everyone. Okay, I was kidding uh, earlier. Um, this is still a ball game, but <laughs> just an unbelievable effort. Uh, Oklahoma State had, I think, 19 points unanswered after yes. this. Or like mm-hmm. from 11.43 left to go in the third quarter on. So so there, I, there's, there's a lot I want to get to in this game, and I'm not sure where to start. So I'm going to start from the beginning. I suppose, but uh, you know what? Especially in the start before, you know, Tay Martin missed two really big catches. There was that uh, up the sideline catch that was a little, that was leading him a little bit, but if you're going to be the number one receiver, you got to make that catch. Uh, That would have been like a 30 yard reception. And I think OSU, if he makes that catch, would have rolled by 20. Uh, And he also missed a, I mean, dime by Sanders in the corner of the end zone. But early on, I really liked the play calling. I thought Dunn's game plan was really good. Uh, they had some tempo, more than I've seen in recent years. I really liked it. I mean, yeah, it, it became really predictable after some missed passes and that pick, which is that kind of seemed to be the, the thing with Dunn is once Sanders makes a mistake, he's like, Pull, he pulls on the leash, but until he makes a mistake, he's let, he lets him run, run wide open. Yeah. And I mean, you look at that and then like you talk about the third quarter, third and fourth quarter, it was ground and pound to where Jalen Warren outgained B. John Robinson, who at the beginning of the week was looking like a Heisman contender and Haggy probably still could be uh, 193 yards versus 135. Um, it's, the game plan, I I liked it. I thought it was aggressive enough, but still, it was a good mix of aggressiveness and conservativeness, to where it, it was it was pretty balanced. Uh, it was 178 passing yards to uh, 220 passing yards, and you mentioned Dave Martin earlier. That's gonna happen. Um, 
some of those drops, and that's something you need to get better on. But uh, kind of a you know six catches, forty eight yards could have been more. But yeah, you got to hold on to that ball for sure. Yeah, exactly. And I just, but I don't know. I I liked it. There was some tempo. I did not mind the game plan. And I don't know if it's something they saw in film versus OU, but it was just like, it was like Don was waiting. It's like eventually that defensive line. And we even talked about how they were giving up 200 yards on the ground a game, which they based, which they did against Oklahoma state. And it was like, he knew at some point Warren was just going to break free. And he did like, he, he ran for like 140 yards in the fourth quarter. It's insane. That is an yeah. incredible amount of yards for a quarter. That's a good amount of yards for a game. If you if I told you Warren's gonna get 140 in the game, you'd be like, yeah, that's a pretty good shot. Yeah, 140 in a quarter. I wish they had like team stats by quarter because I've been looking for that all day and I couldn't find it. In in the fourth quarter, it looked like Texas defensive line broke down, and that was just the opportunity for Oklahoma State to strike. So I didn't think Gundy played chess, but he might have played some chess right there. I that's kind of what it was. He he waited and he leaned. And you know, the last quarter and a half on offense looked really good. Yes, yeah, Warren was tearing it up, but Spencer was on point. He made some good passes. You know, Presley was doing his thing. Yeah, I mean, Presley, who had been really quiet for the past four games. I mean, look, three. Three catches, 30 yards, and a touchdown. And then on a uh, rushing play, he got 17 yards. Uh, they're finally using him in that offense, uh, which is something that we kind of desired. And, heck, he, there was almost a pass attempt uh, for Presley but uh, on a trick play, but uh, that did not work. And the crazy thing is, you mentioned Sanders. Kate, when you look at the passing yards, Casey Thompson, 179. Spencer Sanders, 178. So. They kind of played an equal game. They kind of canceled each other out. Yeah, and well, and the, the so this is you want to talk about uh, Casey Thompson because we were talking about like shutting down one of the two, right? Which in the last podcast, you got to shut down B uh, Bishon or uh, you got to shut down uh, Casey, right? So here is uh, Casey Thompson's QBR by game ninety four to you. Uh, the Raging Cajuns, 98.2 against Arkansas, 79.8 against Rice, 97.1 against Tech, 52.7 against TCU, 63 versus OU, 12.7 QBR against Oklahoma State. Crazy. I uh, somebody came like, I saw a stat that I think said Oklahoma State gave up one yard in the fourth quarter. I don't mm-hmm. know. If I, I don't think I can confirm that, but. Uh, yeah, John Rock, do what it's one yard in the fourth quarter and like 16 in the last quarter and a half or something like that. Like they 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 shut them down in the last quarter and a half of that game, and that, that makes sense because look, Bijan Robinson was ca- kind of having his way. Yeah, uh, I remember you, you were talking all sorts of mess <laughs> to me. Like I told you, he was different. I'm like, just wait, just wait. Well, I mean, look, that 135 yards, that's the most that Oklahoma State has allowed to a running back thus far. A single running back, not as a, you know, rushing unit. But still, it's... But they were, it was all, it was like on two two big plays, and they shut him down in the second half. 
completely shut him down. Yeah. And, um, you know, the other thing is, um, I mean, you look at rushes or yards per rush, 4.2 for Texas, 4.5 for Oklahoma State. What we were complaining about, you know, earlier in the season was how it was at like 2.5. That number has increased uh, significantly with Jalen Warren in the backfield. Absolutely. Well, and, and here's a, so we're talking about, you know, Bijan. He's still the ninth betting favorite for the Heisman after that game. You know, so, he was like fifth. Uh, I mean, where I'm looking at VegasInsider.com has him around ninth. I don't, I, I'm guessing that's like a, you know. I was saying, do you know who's fifth? Oh, fifth? Uh, yeah, it's, isn't it Caleb Williams? Uh, here it's six, which is crazy. He's only yeah. played two games. He's played two games. And he's already become the savior of Norman and possibly the Heisman, potentially front runner. I think it's Matt Corral. I think Matt Corral is uh, right now the front runner to win the Heisman. And I think almost to a fault, Caleb Williams should be disqualified from winning the Heisman because he's missed four games. Uh, well, I agree with that completely. But I think you got to play the full season, maybe. Yeah, after they kept changing the rules for Ohio State last year to make the college football playoff, nothing sacred. College football is a very dirty sport. Very, very, very dirty. The interesting one to me on this list, and I think would be a good value, is Kenny Pickett. Yeah. I mean, look, Pitt's good. They have to take on Clemson. Clemson's not good. This this was a Pitt team that lost to Western Michigan. So, honestly, if Clemson beats Pitt, they can make a run for the ACC title again because they only have one conference loss. So, they don't look good. Their defense is still, like, it's still good. You look at the point totals, like it's they're all pretty low. Yeah. So back back to our game. Mm-hmm. So so far, Oklahoma State's been keeping teams 10 to 20 points below their offensive average. Like or Texas was coming in averaging 42, 44 points a game, mm-hmm. 24 points a game. Same with Baylor. They were averaging over 40, you know. Was it 17 or whatever it was? I mean, that it is insane what they are doing on defense. I, I cannot believe this is a Mike Gundy team. Bill Jim Knowles, the statue, man. I'm, he has done incredible things. So, also going by that logic, what, what was the number, your magic number right there? Uh, about 20 points a game. So, Iowa State has 33.7 points per game. So by that logic, are you saying that will hold them to 12? Yes. I don't know, but there's a really good chance we could hold them under 20. And it's, Iowa State's offense is not as good as Texas is. That's just and people like look, Casey Thompson had the thumb injury, da da da. But when you shut down a guy like Bijan, that's huge. I mean, that is one of those guys that Every person in the stadium could try to block him. He could still score a touchdown. And you hold a team like that to one yard in the fourth quarter, you can do anything. If they, if they, if they come out fired up and ready to go against Iowa State, and you know with you know what anniversary is coming up next weekend, you know Gundy's going to have them fired up on the road in Iowa State. That's what I'm afraid of. That Texas win was so big for them getting up into the top 10, it worries me so much. And look, Brees Hall is still 
like having a great season. 134 carries, 748 yards, 10 touchdowns. Xavier Hutchinson is a big, tall receiver. That's dangerous. And look, Iowa State is, I think, 15 and 12 in October. Their only two losses were to Oklahoma State. Uh, well, the, since the ESPN matchup predictor is 78% for Iowa State. Brock Purdy, 116 for 157, uh, 13, 41 yards, nine TDs, uh, four interceptions. I'm not discounting this team. Wow. The line is right. so weird, though. Minus seven. Minus seven in favor of Iowa State. A top 10 team on the road, 6-0. and They haven't looked great. I get that. But still, seven. This is a three-point game either way, I think. I think uh, Iowa, Iowa State minus this three makes perfect sense to me. I mean, this is a full-on PTSD game for me. And we'll get into that, you know, on the Thursday yeah. show. But mm-hmm. even my, like, I was, like, texting my one of my little brothers. He's like, do you think we beat Iowa State? I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, this is a big one. And, and he's like, man, I'm feeling it, too. <laughs> like, we're just, like, on edge. Uh, I but, think once this game's over, I feel like Oklahoma State might be out of the woods before Oklahoma. Don't say it. Don't don't jinx it. I know. Don't yeah. jinx it. <laughs> but just for one week, for one week, because it's Kansas. I don't care. Okay. Look, Kansas, Kansas ain't gonna do. It. Kansas is Kansas. All wood. right, you're right. Knock on right. wood. I'll knock on wood. Kansas ain't gonna do squat. I'll knock some more. But and Oklahoma State's plus two twenty on the money line for that game. That might be that might be worth a bet. Here comes the money, man. But what's crazy is I'm looking at you know total yards allowed. Iowa State allows 251.3 versus Oklahoma State's 307.2. They allow 153.7 passing yards. Oklahoma State allows 208.3. And then the running, the rush yards allowed are very similar, 97.7. Mm-hmm. Even, even Gundy said that even Gundy said that they were the best defense they'll have seen yet, which yeah. is scary. But I mean this could this could be a 7-3 game. This could be a 10-7 game. This is going to be a big 10-style football game. But 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 let's look at this. They've, I mean, they lot, I mean, they got beat up by Iowa. They played Northern Iowa, which they held to 10 points, but that's Northern Iowa. UNLV, they held to three. Baylor 29, Kansas 7. No, they held uh, Baylor to 31. 31. Sorry, I looked at that wrong. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, that is they're they've not exactly played a tough schedule. That is true. They still have to face uh, Texas and Oklahoma. Yeah. So they, those numbers aren't necessarily inflated yet. I mean, look, it's a it's a very, very tricky game. Absolutely tricky. And, I mean, that Iowa game, they only lost by 10 at oh, home. Wait. So it's I, – I don't know. I think, I think we're going to be watching this game with bated breath again. And I, and I will say my amended player of the game came through for me. Mr. Brown, four for oh. four on the field goals yep. and two for two on the extra points. Mr. Tanner, Tanner Brown. Brown has emerged as a starter, as the starter. I think. Yeah, he got, he's, he's, he's he got rolled out as a starter. Yeah. He's, uh, he had an impressive game. I, I was kind of holding my breath on some kicks too, but, uh, Gundy might have found his man here. Um, yeah, he did phenomenal. Like, I now have confidence in the kicker. No, and, and I, I gotta give Hutton some credit too, man. Like he buried them a few times. He got really close a few other times. Yeah, Hutton is 
Hun's one of my favorite guys on the team. Um, I love the punters, man. You got to give respect to the punters and uh, look where that's gotten you. And uh, mm-hmm. he's on, he punted six times yesterday. I always are on Saturday. I always mention like the punts because, uh, you know, there was like times where if you punt seven times, I don't think you win the game. They punted six. So when it's something that like I always talk about, especially when it comes to that 2011 team was like when Sharp is he was so deadly. He could bury people inside the 10 or 15 yard line and just flip the field. And, you know, with this defense, if you bury someone inside the 10, you're probably getting the ball back at the 50. Yeah. And he you know did a good nice. job of that. I want to talk about this for a second. Malcolm Rodriguez only had five total tackles. Only five. And they ended up winning. That tells you how diverse this defense actually is. Because Devin Harper was the leading tackler with eight, followed by Colby Harvell Peel, Jason Taylor, uh, and then Malcolm. Devin Harper yeah. at eight. Peel and Taylor had seven. So, like, it's not just Malcolm. And also, Malcolm almost murdered Casey Thompson the other day. Because uh, that that could – I thought he was done for. But he came, he came back. He hit him so hard. I saw it. I was like, oh, no. The thing, the thing that surprised me is, in general, because, you know, it's been, as I've been calling it, blitz water all season. Knowles has been dialing up that pressure on third, third down a bunch. And it was a lot more coverage this game. A lot more just fighting, 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 secondary, doing its job, then boom, they get to the quarterback. I mean, look, it's, it's awesome. And also, I mean, the third down efficiency. I feel like we've talked about it a lot. Texas went four of 14 on third down. That's unbelievable. I want to go. I'm going to go back and look at the Oklahoma game to see how their third down percentage was there. So this is something that, as a longer time Cowboy fan, that is impressive to me. So, of the 66 uh, total tackles, 34, so 51 percent, were solo. Mm-hmm. That is something like tackling in space has always been an issue. But it is something like the last year or two where I'm just like, oh, my God, these guys are insane. You, they very rarely ever miss a, a screen out. and It's one-on-one. They very rarely ever miss that tackle. Anymore. And that used to be one of those things on third down, throw a screen, make the defender miss, first down, opposing team. Not anymore for Oklahoma State. Yeah. And uh, you know what's actually – well, only one sack, only one quarterback sack for Texas, and then six quarterback hurries versus Oklahoma State's. Uh, three sacks and uh, four quarterback hurries. So what does that tell you about the O-line? How much confidence do you have in the O-line right now? I mean, yeah, they're they're not allowing too many hurries, to be honest. And, you know, when your running back puts up almost 200 yards, that's a good sign for your O-line. I, uh, I mean, I agree, man. But, man, I am – you're giving me too much hope. I think you're giving me too much hope because I'm I'm trying to be very calm about this Iowa State game because I I think I said at the beginning of the season that it like they would split between Texas and Iowa State and this was part of the nine and three Alamo Bowl prediction I've always had at the you know at the beginning of the season. I mean, look, I my confidence it's. It's dropping. It's at like a the four or five range. I think they'll cover. I'll say that. Winning, I'm not sure. I think it's I think. 
I think they will win, but I think it's going to be another just drag them out, kind of similar to last year where it was like 24-21. Yeah. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I'm, I'm normally, you know, Mr. Sunshine, Ray of Hope in this podcast, but I am terrified of Saturday. I if this was a was, night game, if this was a night game, yeah. I'd be catatonic. <laughs> yeah, I, that that makes sense to me. You just gotta. What they gotta do is they gotta play the game uh, right before sundown. They gotta finish the game right at sundown uh, to avoid. I Iowa. mean, and this is something we can talk about, you know, next time. You know, the significance of that 2011 game and everything that happened mm-hmm. and everything else. But I mean, I'm getting a lot of flashbacks. You know. Because I didn't realize we were playing Iowa State. I'm like, oh, who's the next opponent? I saw Iowa State. My stomach just dropped. It's like, oh, God. Not Iowa State. Not now. Not when we're ranked number eight in the country in 6-0. and Not now. I think that the good news is what, what provides me a little bit of hope is that it's not late in the season. This will be around the same time, the same time last year that we took on Iowa State. It was October 24th. Uh, last year, it's going to be October 23rd this year. So same exact like weekend and everything. So if it was in November, say like November, you know, 6th, November 13th, I that's where I would be more worried. Okay, so I want to I want to back up, get away from Iowa State a little bit. So was driving around, had the day off because I got back from vacation super late last night, so I took the day off. So I've been driving around, running errands, listening to ESPNU Radio and Sirius, which is like, it's a great channel. If you don't listen to it, if you have Sirius, you should, if you love, if you love college football especially. But every like a couple of people were like, Oklahoma State should be four or five, not eight. And everybody was like, if Spencer Sanders can somehow get even 10% better, I heard one person say they might win the national title. Who said that? I don't remember. It was, it was an ESPN analyst. <laughs> I don't believe that for a second. So here, best here, team, head and shoulders above everybody else is Georgia. I do not. So here, here is, and I'm, I'm about to give uh, Mr. Grandfather a, a coronary here, but oh, here we go <laughs> with the defense that. If you can take that second half defense against Texas, if that that team can play that way for four straight quarters, they can hang with Georgia for three. Georgia would still win probably about two and a half, three touchdowns, but for three quarters, it'd be tight. I I I'm not going to I'm not going to respond. I'm sorry, I'm not going to respond because I I. I because I mean, Georgia has shown they have quarters. issues. It'd be like zero zero in the first quarter, and they're like, "Oh, yeah, like it's tied." But then they break away in the second quarter. And I feel like, like the final score would be something like twenty eight to seven, but it would be like ten to seven going into the fourth, and Georgia would start, you know, walking away in the fourth quarter. But if you probably- if you can extract, I and mean, and we've seen this over and over again, in almost every game. In the second half, that Oklahoma State defense does something special. I don't know if it's Knowles changing the scheme. I don't know if it's the players just saying, we got to do this again. But those guys, for what they rally around each other like nothing I've ever seen. Like those guys are just, 
it almost feels like they don't want to miss so their teammate doesn't get upset. It's not about them. It's about their teammates. And like, we're going to do this for you and for the offense. And those people in the stands. And it is, it is actually incredible to watch. It reminds me of the offensive unit in 2011, where it, was, it wasn't about Whedon. It wasn't about Blackman, even though they got a lot of the numbers. Everyone on that offense wanted to make a play for everybody else. And I feel like that's what this defense is doing. Man, I don't want to get into that hypothetical just because it's so – it's still early. We got six weeks to go, seven weeks to go because we still got beat OU twice. I don't even want to do the Georgia scenario, but um, I uh, I don't know. Um, also, uh, this is out of – breaking news. Out of Washington State, Nick uh, Rolovich has been terminated by Washington State. Wow. Terminated with four cause on other unvaccinated uh, Washington State assistant. Oh, interesting. He, Nick, I'm not going to say anything about the vaccine, but I will say that Rolovich had been really like adamant about not getting it. And Washington is one of those states where uh, it's, and I think Washington State was like, you, it's required. I think, and he didn't get it. So, and this was his second year. So that's that's wild. So we we just lost Ed Orgeron, and we <laughs> well, just so, so so does that count as not making it through the year? Even though he's going to finish, we already know he's going to be leaving. Like, how no. does that count from our prediction? From uh, and then he after after it's been announced, he's got to be let go, or they're going to part ways, or whatever the verbiage is. He goes out and stuns Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Such a like one of the wilder games. He's like, hey, I'm gonna do what I gotta do. I'm gonna we're gonna win the we're gonna win a football game and uh, go Tigers. Like, I don't know. Like, he's gonna do Coach O things, man. I can't wait to see him at uh, like Louisiana Tech uh, later on. So that'll be fun. No, he'll get picked up for like, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if his phone's ringing from USC, <laughs> the one that got away. He has said, or Ed Orgeron has said, that he is uh, going to take a little bit of time off because he's he's going to sit on that uh, that bailout money. Well, he's he's like seventeen million buyout. Yeah, no, it's more money than I will make my entire lifetime in just oh, you and me both. <laughs> well, and it's it's not just seven. It's not more money. It's more money to not coach. Please leave. Here's seventeen million dollars. Yeah. We want you gone so bad. Here's $17 million to leave. Legitimately, it's the best job in the world to get fired in <laughs> college football. What's what's crazy is I and I haven't looked this up, but I've heard this a couple of times that like uh Nick Saban's buyouts like fifty thousand dollars. Like he basically doesn't have a buyout. But like he's like he trusts well, himself he so Exactly, but he trusts himself so much. He's like, I don't need a buyout. I'm going to win, and when I decide to be done doing this, I'll be done doing it. <laughs> wild. Absolutely wild. Um, man. My, after after the Oklahoma game, you want, let's talk about that real quick. I think, oh, he's going to win the Big 12. I don't, I think they figured it out with Caleb Williams, and I don't think OSU's offense is strong enough. Okay, so I'm going to say this about Caleb Williams because uh, I did 
end up watching pretty much that entire game as well on Saturday. He's very talented. He's very good. I'm not trying to take any of that, but he's a little reckless. And you get, he's going to open himself up, getting into the linebackers and secondary against Oklahoma State, and someone's going to take his head off. I can almost guarantee you. Because he's he is too right. He he knows he's really good. And everything I watched about him was like, he's too reckless. He doesn't know how to get down. He's not Kyler Murray, who's got that baseball instinct of when to slide, when not to. And I think he, he may even happen before before he gets to Oklahoma State, but somebody's going to level him and it's not going to be pretty. Hmm. That's interesting. I hadn't heard that yet. It just it was my impression watching the game uh, on Saturday. I haven't heard any pundits or anything say it. Just I was me and my significant other, me and her, we were up in Estes Park, and she's a Sooner. I know everyone, forgive me, please. I'm dating a Sooner. <sighs> anyway, um, and I just went over to her. I was like he's gonna get hurt. He's too reckless. And he like I thought TCU because normally TCU's got that really stout, you know. Uh, defense but they didn't have it they don't have it this year but he's gonna get lit really hard you know the thing with um with tcu do they need to let gary patterson go because they've been kind of teetering off quite a bit i like gary patterson i do too um i don't know maybe i mean he's been there for what 20 something years 21 yeah yeah, and maybe he's just getting tired, um, you know, but he's also, it's, you know, when they first joined the Big 12, and even when they were in Mountain West, Dallas was a wide open recruiting, right? And now, and when they first came to the Big 12, it's like, look, if you want to stay home in Dallas, you go to TCU, and they got some really good players that way. And maybe now, especially with, it being easier with transfer portal and everything else, you know, SMU's playing really well. Mm-hmm. Baylor's playing, been playing really well for the most part for the last 10 years, 12 years. And that's just right down the road. You're always fighting Texas, A&M, OU for recruits. And I don't know, maybe losing out on some of that mountain West recruiting territories hurt them too. Like, you know, they were the best team in the mountain West for a long time. Or them, them in like Boise. I I don't know, but I think OU looks really good, and I'm I'm prepared to lose. I'm prepared for OSU to lose twice because I think they just they just find a way. It's Sooner Voodoo. They didn't really need it on Saturday, but I am I I'm just prepared. But here here is the thing: OU's defense is very bad. It is, and still so. Does. And our defense is elite. Top five in the country, bar none. And if the, if and I think it could look, do I think OU will beat us? Yes. Do I think they're a better team at this point? Probably. They got better quarterback play, and in today's college football game, that's half the battle. However, Texas also had much better quarterback play than we did, and we held them to one yard in the fourth quarter. So I really think what it you know especially if we go into Bedlam, both teams undefeated, that's going to be mm-hmm. three versus four, three versus five. Barring I, anything with Cincinnati or anybody else. Who knows, man? In general, just 
you know, I mean, at least three versus six, give or take. It's going to easily be a top seven, eight matchup. I mean, it's already a top eight matchup. I think, I think that def, I think that defense is going to show up. And the, yeah, OU's good. Lincoln Riley has proven he is an offensive genius, but their defense sucks. And his thing is, can they stop Warren? And that's also like six, seven weeks away, right? Can, can Spencer Sander get that 10% better? Can he get that ten percent better in the next couple, in the next month and a half? Because if he gets ten to fifteen percent better in the next month and a half, it's going to completely change everything. I mean, look, I I don't think San- Sanders. I think is we've reached the peak with him. I don't know if he can get that ten percent better because I think he is what he is. It's still there's still plenty of time. To for both teams to screw up, so okay. Well, he, here's the other question about Sanders because you know the wide receiving core in general is still young and new. Can the wide receivers get that ten to fifteen percent better to put him over the hump? Can they get that little bit crisper in the routes? Catch that one ball that they've missed earlier in the season? There's still a lot of time to go, and you know if if we get there, it's going to be it's going to be insane. If we get there both undefeated, I might fly to Stillwater and like go that. You game. should. You should. That's if I could get tickets, because those tickets are going to be insanely expensive. Yeah. Thank goodness for the all student pass, man. Let's go. <laughs> Is football back on the all student pass? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Minimum to walk in the door at Bedlam right now is two hundred and thirty one dollars. Good luck with that. <laughs> Maybe I will. There's no way it's minimum, right? Uh, on minimum. on a vivid seats that ESPN uses. Uh, <laughs> dang, man. Dang, oh dang, oh dang. That's uh, it may get more expensive as the weeks go on, and it could get cheaper. You never know. So right now, I mean, Grant, this is According to the ESPN Football Power Index, mm-hmm. Oklahoma State has a better chance to beat OU than Iowa State. I don't get it. I don't, I don't get, get it. it. That's why I'm looking at this. I'm like, hmm, better chance. <laughs> Maybe because it's at home. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, uh, it's gonna like. I've been I've been the hope train, but now I'm like the like scared scared train right now because <laughs> it's like i mean if we roll if we come out of iowa state with a win i'm gonna be like super stoked it's gonna be insane I, i'm just t- trying to take it one game at a time man because this iowa state game is the oh, i'm not overlooking it like this is yeah I mean, but luckily we have kansas up next so it's we're not going to be looking o- overlooking isu you know gundy's going to co- coach them up I hope so. I'm I'm terrified. I'm terrified of that game, but I think there's a chance. I mean, yeah, obviously there is a chance, and I think they'll win, but it's still just like oh. <laughs> you just don't feel that great about it. No, you don't, and I get that. <laughs> BP added more than seventy billion dollars to the U.S. economy in 2022. 
Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. So moving on from football. Yep. <laughs> Uh, preseason basketball rankings came out today. Uh, Oklahoma State outside of the top 25, which to me is not that big of a deal. I mean, the nature of basketball is way different than football. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, you lose the number one overall draft pick, you got bounced in the round of 32 last year. Mm-hmm. You're not entirely sure who the leader is going to be. Your probably best player is a transfer from Kansas. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see it being that big of a deal. I see some people getting upset on Twitter about it. I'm like, Man. yeah, could they maybe hang with with some teams? Sure, but it's too early to tell. Here's the thing: nobody knows. We have not. We've seen this team practice. That's about it. We have not seen them in an actual game. We have not seen how well they gel. Right. And a it's a it's a it's a preseason poll, so it's a lot of overreacting, and so it's the it's the disrespect. It's like it's the Oklahoma State fans act like Rodney Dangerfield every time. It's like I don't get any respect. You do. You're thirty first. You're receiving votes. Yeah. We just don't know how this team is going to do. I think they'll do pretty well, but I'm not ready to put them in the top twenty five just yet. Yeah, and you know, even in the Big Twelve, you got to figure. I mean, Baylor, you know, defending champs, right? Mm-hmm. Kansas, uh, Kansas is going to Kansas Tech. I mean, yeah, they just lost their coach, but they're still a good team. You know, Texas got the Tech coach, and he's really good. So even being around four or five preseason doesn't really matter to me too much. I mean go out and win 28 games and be ranked in the top 10. That's all you got to do. Yeah. I mean, I think the only complaint I have, because I, I saw the they're tied for fifth with, I think, West Virginia, but four is Texas Tech. I think Oklahoma State and Texas Tech are right there, and I think you could flip-flop them. That's my only argument. Yeah, I mean, Tech has had a better recent track record of success. Mm-hmm. Uh, West Virginia uh, – Bob Higgins, he's the coach, and uh, he's really good coach. West Virginia always has a chance to be very, very good. So I don't, ha- I don't mind it. Uh, I think when it all shakes out, we'll p- be in the top three in the Big Twelve, and probably like a seven seed in the NCAA tournament. But who knows? Maybe, maybe we catch lightning in a bottle and. One of these younger kids gets really hot and just starts, you know, destroying people. I think the ceiling for them is like a three. The floor probably, I mean, probably not large, uh, not not large people. Like whenever you get to like you win the conference championship and you get like a 12 seed because you weren't, they weren't that good in the regular season, but they found a way to win it out. That's probably their floor. Yeah, I mean that's that's a really steep floor. I think I think no matter what, because there's some really good guys returning on this basketball team. 
Um, and I think that almost without exception, even if it's a really low seed, I think even going in the Big 12 tournament, they will be in, no matter what happens, even if they lose in the first round of the Big 12 tournament, I think they'll be in the NCAA. I'll change my floor real quick. I'll go with the floor uh, 10 seed. Is yeah, that that, that's about right. Yeah, I just, I think they're good enough. And, you know, even, even a, you know, aside from Cade last year, they had some really good players. Their defense is good. They rebound pretty well. So, in I don't know. This is this this is sort of a put up shut up year for Boyden. You know, last year he kind of got a pass because of COVID and having Cade and everything else. But you know, is this sort of the year to where you break through and actually like really do well or what? I. Yeah, yeah, I think – well, here's the thing. I think that he's done well enough that he's – I mean, he has his contract extension already, right? So, I think he's – he'll be fine. I think he has – right now he's got, you know, the fan base wrapped around the palm of his finger, uh, except for the – have, have you seen the uh, the homecoming hoops thing? They're going to have it not at GIA but at uh, the Beta House, I think. They got like an outdoor court. I'm not like, did you ever go to a homecoming in hoops? I did not. Okay. I've heard that it's like, oh, this is a terrible idea. Like it's, I don't mind it. I'm going to, I'm going to say why real quick. Um, I think it's a unique location and I think having, you know, like in that area, in the frat area, during homecoming where they're doing a bunch of popping and everything in the floats ready. It's not a bad option. I think maybe the Colvin would have been a, a better option just because uh, you could probably fit more people in there, but they've been to the Colvin several times. So. Yeah. I, I, I don't, don't think it's a bad idea. It'll be interesting to see how the turnout is and, mm-hmm. but I don't mind it. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I get it hundred percent. But what I they should have done is just game. like after homecoming against Kansas, they should just like rolled out like a floor and put the like fifty yard line at Boone Pickens. That would have been legit. <laughs> oh, just playing that that would have been crazy. That that'd be difficult, but that'd be awesome though. So another thing I want to hit before we get out of here is the Cowgirls golf team is crushing it this mm-hmm. season. They've they've had they've played in three tournaments. They've won three tournaments. And Kaylee McGinty has been shooting like minus ten or better every tournament. Uh, they had th- four of their five golfers uh, this week were um, under par, which is big for college golf. And yeah, they are crushing. And maybe maybe we can get uh, Kaylee on the podcast sometime to talk about cowgirl golf they uh you know they were runner up last year in the ncaa's and you know me i it'll be interesting to see because they got they'll probably be ranked number one or two going into the spring especially with the way they're just destroying people right now yeah i mean they look phenomenal right now they've been crushing it every single tournament and it looks like they might make another run at a natty which would be awesome yeah, and the men's team we talked about earlier, you know, number one, number two in the country still. It could be a could be a like a joint natty men's and women's golf this year. It'd be awesome. 
That'd be great. What if we just won the Natty and everything? That'd be great. Can we do that? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, softball's going to, we know softball's going to be good. They've been really good the last couple of years. They were good last year. We even talked about how they just got screwed over in the NCAAs, having to play that like late game and that super early game. Uh, and then we yeah. got that big transfer. I don't know how baseball's looking. I haven't had a chance to really look in on them yet. This is going to be a put up or shut up year for them because I think that a lot of people thought they'd be better. Uh, but yeah, I think I think this will be a put up or shut up year for Oklahoma State baseball. Also, like on the opposite end, I mean, one team had to win that game, and Florida State ended up winning, it and then they made it like all the way to the college women's college World Series. So, and they played. They played later than Oklahoma State did. I mean, yeah, one team had to win that, but neither team should have had to play it. Of course, and they've yeah. added they've added the uh, the two um, two days two extra days for the tournament, which is fantastic. That's a great idea, and that's what they should do. And I'm glad they're doing it. Also, mm-hmm. I love softball being in Oklahoma City. It's so great. Uh, shout out, uh, my high school. Uh, my old high school, Piedmont High School, just won the 5A state championship at OG&E Energy Field in Oklahoma City, where they do the College World Series, won 2 one That's their second uh, softball title ever. They won in 2019 when I was a senior, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, so congrats to them. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Uh, so to close out, as always, you can find me on Twitter at Jake Bingles. Uh, you can... I'm sure there's a Cowboys Right for Free email. If you go to cowboysrightforfree.com, you can find our way there. Uh, Ian, give us a shout out. All right. Uh, oh, real quick. Uh, I did a thing on Twitter, on at our Twitter, Ingles and Ian, on Twitter. Get some people's thoughts on the game. So this is what I'm just going to read these out before we go. Um, oh, I didn't. You should have told me these were here. We would hit them sooner. I thought you got the notifications for them. I I'm don't. sorry. <laughs> I need, I need to figure that out. So uh, this is from uh, Stacks44 on Twitter. Uh, thoughts, we will we will be live or die by the defense this year. If we can control the game with the run and set up play action, we have a chance for a Big 12 title with this defense. Texas would have won if they handed it off to Robinson every play, in my opinion. They, didn't, they obviously did not watch the fourth quarter. Well... Compared to Warren, Warren got it handed off to him 33 times. Robinson only 21. There's probably a chance that they hand it off to him several more times that he gets who knows how many yards. Never know. Um, This is from uh, Brian J. Metcalf. We only get two. Uh, 13 times at a 19. We were five yards or more to gain the first on third down. It's frustrating. And I I happen to agree. with that i mean there was a lot of times where it was like because i was listening to this on the radio it was like third and 16 third and nine third and eight like very third and long and it was just it, it was a struggle but they uh i mean they got it together so i'd, I'd like to see them do better on uh, those uh third third down plays yeah i mean yeah there, there was especially early uh the i mean the first half was dismal there were too many times or, I mean, we were inside the five, two or three times and had to kick field goals. And that's the other question is like, can we be five yards better? 
that's a 10, 10, 15% I've been talking about. Can we be that just 10% better? Cause you punch in two of those. That's huge. Right. And so I think there's a chance. Uh, I'm not gonna, I, I'll probably change this come, you know, Thursday, Iowa state preview, but I am not optimistic, but I don't know. That defense is too good to to un, like to count out. We're gonna ha- we're gonna have the answers. I mean, still a lot of season left to be played, and I don't. I still don't feel great about anything. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, feel okay. My confidence level is out of five. That's right. Be- that's better than it mine. Is, I'm like a three it right it now. Could be sweet. <laughs> All right. Well, I will do my best as always to bring the hope on Thursday as a why we will beat Iowa State. And until next time, cowboys and cowgirls, I'm Jacob, that is Ian, and we'll talk to you next time.